Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, September 28, 2017. <clears throat> the Nefarium may just have given us a ding, ding, ding on a speculation that I've been advancing regarding those mysterious Cuban embassy attacks on some of the diplomats there from the United States, a few from Canada as well. Now, you know that my thought is that Cuba has not been behind these. Uh, it has no real good reason for risking something like that. And um, I've been positing that perhaps this is the action of some sort of extraterritorial actor, all right, like my Nazi international fascist underground drug lords you name it take your take your pick of your favorite extraterritorial actor and uh, there you go we may have just had confirmation of this i've put a link up there for you to an article that just appeared in the globe and mail two days ago september uh 26th this is an article apparently by um Jacqueline Martin, Josh Laterman, and Matthew Lee. I want to read several paragraphs from the very beginning of this and then a couple of paragraphs towards the end of it because I think this article requires some very, very careful, close parsing of the words of uh, the Cuban Foreign Minister, uh, Senor Bruno Rodriguez, and then the U.S. Secretary of State, uh, Mr. Rex Tillerson, uh, listen carefully if, and see if you can catch what caught my eyes uh, in this article. So we're starting at the very beginning here, quote, Cuba's top diplomat insisted Tuesday that his government had nothing to do with the unexplained health attacks on U.S. diplomats telling Secretary of State Rex Tillerson that Cuba still has no evidence to explain what transpired in Havana. Tillerson emphasized that it is Cuba's responsibility to protect diplomats on its soil, regardless of who is to blame. The former Cold War foes appeared no closer to resolving the bizarre, frightening health crisis after a hastily arranged meeting between Tillerson and visiting Cuban Foreign Minister Bruno Rodriguez. Cuba requested the meeting as the U.S. considers shuttering the newly opened U.S. Embassy in Havana, a response that would deal a devastating blow to the delicate rapprochement between the countries. The meeting between Tillerson and Rodriguez marked the highest level diplomatic contact between the countries since the start of President Donald Trump's administration in January. It comes as the re-engagement started under President Barack Obama is being jeopardized by mounting alarm over unexplained incidents that have harmed at least 21 Americans, some with ailments as serious as traumatic brain injury. The Cuban embassy in Washington describing the meeting said Rodriguez told Tillerson that Cuba, quote, has never perpetrated, nor will it ever perpetrate, attacks of any kind against diplomats, unquote. 
Rodriguez added that his government would also never let a third party, such as another country hostile to the U.S., use Cuban territory to attack Americans. Now, I want to skip now several paragraphs uh, close to the end of this article. Deputy, uh, pardon me, Deputy, Deputy Secretary of State John Sullivan told Congress on Tuesday that it was a reasonable suspicion that Cuban authorities were either involved in the incidents or at least knew they were occurring. Cuba keeps tight surveillance on American diplomats in the country and it would be likely to know if something significant were happening to them. But Sullivan acknowledged that with so much unknown, even that assumption is less than certain and added, as a U.S. government official, I don't know that. Yet while the U.S. has avoided blaming Cuba directly for the incidents, the growing public outrage has forced both countries to adopt a tougher tone. Several U.S. lawmakers have called on the Trump administration to expel all Cuban diplomats from Washington. At least 21 U.S. diplomats and their families have suffered a variety of physical symptoms since late last year as a result of what Tillerson has described as health attacks. Some have been diagnosed with mild brain injury and permanent hearing loss. U.S. investigators have pursued the possibility the attacks, the attacks were carried out with some sort of sonic device, but have been unable to determine the cause or a culprit, unquote. Now, folks, this is interesting, and to me, I think it's a bit of a ding, 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 because the rhetoric, you'll know, has now sh subtly shifted from a blame Cuba to a we don't know who's really responsible, but it's Cuba's responsibility to protect our diplomats from whatever's happening. This is a huge, it's subtle, but it's also a very, very huge shift. This is very, very significant in my opinion because now I think what it's doing is it's elevating the possibility that we are looking at a third actor and perhaps an extraterritorial one. And the thing that really grabbed my eye is two things. First, Tillerson's emphasis that it's Cuba's responsibility to protect our diplomats. Regardless, notice, notice in that very first opening paragraph in the Globe and Mail article that I've linked for you, regardless of who is to blame. So in other words, now the story sounds like both sides, the United States and Cuba, are entertaining the possibility that it's somebody else doing this. All right, now, let's go down to that paragraph that I mentioned earlier uh, that has the statement by Bruno Rodriguez, Cuba's foreign minister, and here's the way the Globe and Mail captures it. Rodriguez added that his government would also never let a third party, such as, listen to the language, folks, such as another country hostile to the U.S., use Cuban territory to attack Americans, all right? Now, the such as there means, quite literally, folks, that the Cuban foreign minister is directly suggesting not only another actor, but holding out the possibility that it is a non-state actor and perhaps an extraterritorial actor. In other words, 
underground mafia, fascist internationals, angry Marxists upset with, you know, Cuba opening up an embassy. Um, this is, I think, a huge story. I think we've just been given a little bit of confirmation, both on the American side and on the Cuban side, that both sides are now suspecting that there may be an extraterritorial player involved in this. The American position has shifted now from blaming Cuba to, well, you've got to protect our diplomats from this, regardless of whoever it is. And, of course, uh, this puts the onus on Cuba to figure out who's behind this and what the mechanism is. And, again, the United States is saying, well, it's sonic weapons, all right? Now, I want to go back. If you think this is a, a hypothesis that's not really very worthy of consideration, you can look this up online. Uh, I believe this quotation is still at the American Department of Defense website. These were statements that the U.S. Secretary of Defense under President Bill Clinton, I think these statements were made in 1980, pardon me, 1997 or 98, by President Bill Clinton's Secretary of Defense, William Cohen. And Mr. Cohen at that time was outlining a number of so-called non-lethal weapons that could do this type of thing. And then he indicated, some, to me, the, the big story in his remarks was he indicated that these types of weapons had fallen into the hands of, quote-unquote, terrorist groups and criminal organizations. In other words, extraterritorial actors, all right? So in other words, I think we have here perhaps the biggest clue that we've had since William Cohen from any government officials, a foreign minister in Cuba's case, Secretary of Defense, essentially the same position in America's case, that they might be looking at an extraterritorial actor. And if that's the case, folks, hear me now, if that's the case, then this story may be plugging into the other incidents that we've seen that are very strange. The USS Fitzgerald incident, uh, the USS John McCain incident, where two U.S. Navy warships were rammed by private uh, commercial uh, ships uh, on the open seas, uh, close to ports, close to major ports. Uh, I'm excluding the USS Donald Cook incident from that because I think that's very clear that Russia had a, a, a jamming technology that was used against the USS Donald Cook. And that may also be part of what this game is. Somebody is wanting us to look at Russia, and now there's possibly a third extraterritorial actor involved in the mix. If that's the case, folks, geopolitics just became very complicated because it means somebody besides a nation state, besides Russia, has their hands on some pretty sophisticated electromagnetic, sonic, whatever you wish to call it, uh, technology to do this sort of thing. This is a huge story. I think... Um, you may disagree with my reading of, of this story. That's perfectly acceptable because 
uh, you do have to parse words very carefully. But the problem here is we're talking about two diplomats. And when you're looking at diplomats, the exact language is always very, very crucial to look at, not only for what they're saying, but what they're not saying. Here, I think it's very clear that the story has shifted from blame Cuba to blame somebody else, but they don't know exactly who. Uh, this is a huge story. And I would, I would tell you that one of the reasons that I think this is a working hypothesis is that in Cuba's case, this is a huge admission for them to say, well, we might be looking at a third party such as another country hostile to the U.S. because Cuba's intelligence service, uh, at least as far as domestic surveillance is concerned, is one of the best. This is a, an admission from them that they may not have a as tight of a clamp down on their country as we've been led to believe all of this very very interesting folks um your guess is as good as mine this might be cuba but my guess is we've just seen a little bit of evidence that the u.s and cuba are looking at uh non-territorial actors or perhaps as a lesser possibility some other country but I doubt that. So a, a hugely important story this week, folks. Uh, there is no um, vid chat tomorrow. Uh, we do have another one in a couple weeks. Uh, so I just wanted to alert because some people have asked me, uh, been sending in questions, apparently under the assumption that we have a vid chat for tomorrow. Anyway, that's it. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. And we'll see you next week on the flip side. Bye-bye and God bless everyone.